Hi, dear listener. Welcome to another episode of Communicado Oficial. Another episode of the 78 minutes mark. Sorry, I keep forgetting the name. Mind skips. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the 78 minute mark on Communicado Oficial, the podcast. Today, we discussed our second team. And first of all, I just want to again say thank you to everyone that has been supporting, listening to the last episodes, this to the four episodes. Yeah, four episodes we've listened, we've dropped so far this week. Thank you because everyone is listening. Um, we're talking more and everyone is like contributing and I'm hearing some... F- uh, it's been good. It's been good. I, I am very, very happy to see people receive the content and all that. I want to say um, just a few admin work as usual. Check out all our podcasts, all our um, content on all podcast streaming platforms. Um, check out all... Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Come cut it official the podcast on youtube um we have all our content all visuals and um, videos we'll have video contests coming from you next week when we return back to full podcasting that we have guests already lined up for you next week and everything so yeah content is lining up for you so yeah just a few admin work done there and yeah uh today i know we've done um from the 17 minute um segment we've done basically uh, we've done Liverpool, we've done Arsenal, we've done Chelsea, we've done Manchester City in the last four days. Today we're going to go on to the other side of Manchester to the Glazer-owned football club, um, Sir Alex Legacy History FC, <laughs> basically, but history of the history of the like the biggest club in England, basically, the biggest club in England. And I guess by now everyone should know that I'm talking about Manchester United. So yeah, uh, as usual, I have 20 minutes to talk about this team, and my time will start now. Actually, it will start now. Yeah, 20 minutes to talk about my United. So, uh, Manchester United, Oligana Solskjaer, Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Mason Greenwood, Edison Cavani, Marco- Dr. Marcus Rashford, MBE. So yeah, it's been so good to see. I'm a Man United fan, so basically they're my propaganda here and there, but I don't care. I have my own opinions on all of this. So first of all, I just want to say Manchester United are progressing. Yeah, that's that. Like I never thought I would be saying that in t- in a, this season, but Manchester United are progressing, and Manchester United are second on the table they got to a quarterfinal they got to another semi-final and they got to another semi-final in the Europa League which is the game that just happened against Granada so yeah Manchester United are progressing and I know it's hard to say that it's really really hard to say so first of all I'm going to give my credit to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer if you've listened to a podcast in a few in the past I've been very critical for him I called him a PE teacher but you know like I said I will always come back on a podcast and raise my hand to say that I was wrong. Oligona Socia is doing a good job in Manchester United. And yes, I'll say it again. Oligona Socia is doing a good job in Manchester United and is the best coach that Manchester United have had post Sir Alex Ferguson. Like, he's actually so... Like, there are some things that you just see that this club is on the outward... Is on the, is on the upward trajectory. And even if he doesn't win a trophy, he's leaving the squad in a better place than any other manager left. Like, he's leaving a good squad than any other manager would have left it. So, like, I, like, genuinely speaking, 
credit to Oligon on social. I think he has done so much, so much well. And yeah, Manchester United are second and everything. And I saw a stat today. In this season, United have been taught in the top two every day bar December 20th. Every day bar one since December 29th. They have only one. They have only lost one of their last twenty-five Premier League fixtures, and have accumulated as many points or more at the thirty-one game mark as Sir Alex Ferguson managed in six of his first ten full seasons. So basically, Oligano and last season United finished on sixty-six points, and this season they are already on sixty-three points, although eleven points behind Man City, but with also a game in hand. So basically. Manchester United are progressing and Manchester United are in a good, good place going forward. But yeah, also, there are always going to be issues. So I think Manchester United have been very inconsistent. Uh, at a point, there was a time that it was a title charge between December and January. I knew, like, I was like, I, I made a bet. I was just like, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wins me the title, I'm going to tattoo his face on my arm. Because I knew that that was an issue. And I'm not saying that Oli... Like I said, I'm, I give credit to Oli. Oli is the best manager post Alex Ferguson. But there was no way United would win the league. Because like, we have too many inconsistent players. E.G. E.G. Fred. Fred. I, I've held on to Fred. And I've tried and been patient. Because I see the tools. But the guy is too erratic. And I can't believe he's Brazilian, man. I can't believe it, honestly. But yeah. Uh, Manchester United have many inconsistent players. Like, it's just been, it's like, it's really been hard. It's really been a long ass season. And I cannot lie to you, many, many things have happened. But I genuinely think that Manchester United were never, when those players were up there in second, they knew that, oh, they were just surprised to be there because that was not the plan of the season. So it was never going to happen. And that loss to Southampton, just the loss to South, there are three games I always look back at. If Manchester United were very serious, the loss to Southampton. The draw with Everton, the draw with Westbrook, and maybe just one, maybe just a one big game because you know it's been zero zero all this while and everything. But generally, all speaking, like United should have been doing better in those games, and it would have brought us closer to City. But naturally, generally speaking, now we play Burnley this weekend. We have a game. We have a game in hand. This is gonna help help us be equal to Manchester and City. So that would probably. Hopefully, my United win. We drops it down to eight points, so it's quite safe to say that United are not too far away. And you know what? Then I always compare it to 2017-18 season, but we lost the league by how many games? We lost by 19 points at this stage of the season. I think it was even around this time where we had that Pogba game, or just like basically, I think Manchester City might have won the league out just maybe a week later that Manchester City won the league but now we're talking about just eight points and everything so safe to say that it's been a better Manchester United are on an upward tra- trajectory and all of that and I just like to shout out players like Michael Rashford Dr. Michael Rashford MB feeding players off the pe- feeding people of the pitch off the pitch and on the pitch he's doing his thing he's gonna be a star boy like no matter what I think he's just isn't the is among the youngsters in the range below um range below Mbappe and all of that so I think he's doing good honestly uh basically Rashford Bruno is a production machine like I cannot lie to you that guy can play this is how I am with Bruno Fernandez is reckless reckless aggressive aggressive that is what it is but he's inevitable no matter what we say Bruno can play bad he'll give you 
60-something percent pass percent pass completion, then he comes and drops an assist and a goal. I'm just like, I can't defeat you because you're just going. And that's the thing. I think it's just a case of that's just his game and everything. I, I feel like he can still refine it to be better and everything and right choice of play of passing and everything. But generally speaking, Bruno will drop a stink first, but go and drop two goals, two, two goals on you, which sh- sh- just shows you his inevitability, inevitability honestly like he's been actually so like crazy and i just have to agree that he's inevitable reckless reckless aggressive aggressive but i'll still drop my goals that's what he is honestly overall i just think he's got is in line to be in the team of the season because like i said production machine he's always going to be there and all of that then we have players like um the whole thing with i will also call on um Dino, Dino Henderson, Dean Henderson, David De Gea has always had this problem. Like, David De Gea has had his peak, but now I think David De Gea became too um comfortable, and I'm so glad Dean Henderson is there because if you know yourself, if you know you're a good goalkeeper, the thing is that. Having two good goalkeepers in a squad is so good because I always say competition brings out the best. E.g. Luke Shaw. I'm going to come back to Luke Shaw. But competition brings out the best in you because you know that you're on your toes. And Dean Henderson is coming in. I feel so much assured watching Dean Henderson and David De Gea. Dean Henderson is commanding his line. He comes out, sweeps up the ball. De Gea just... De Gea, De Gea is very, very... They had sometimes behave like a coward. And I know he's had... Gea was my United's best player for three, four years. Under Mourinho, under Van Hal. He was so, so good. And I think... I still believe he's going to repeak again. I don't know why. Because keepers normally repeak at 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 an older age. We see keepers that... Noya had that form as well to where he um, fell off and everything. But Gea should repeak as well too. But I'm so glad Dean Henderson is here too. So because you know... That the competition is there. You know that, man, it's tough right now. I might be failing, but, bro, there's someone on my toes. If I fall apart, there's something that can... There's someone here, so I have to be on my toes. I have to be better. I have to be more assured. Dean Henderson screams. Dean Henderson... Dean Henderson is more commanding than De Gea. But I still believe... I still have... I don't know. I just have one hope in De Gea, honestly. Like, because I still believe he's... He still has, a like, a part to play, and... Competition will bring the best out of him. And yes, my flowers to Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, okay, yeah. It's one fact. Luke Shaw is 6 1. I see it again. Luke Shaw is 6 1. And it's still hard to believe that Luke, Luke, Luke Shaw in Manchester United is 6 foot 1. So yeah, flowers to Luke Shaw. He's behind Bruno. In fact, I think he's even Man United's best player in front of Bruno, apart from the fact that Bruno is just a production machine. But Luke Shaw has been the I would say he has been the best left back in the league this season. I don't think anybody has come close to his performances and everything, but I think Luke Shaw has genuinely been genuinely been the best left back in this and honestly, that's what competition, like I said, brings out. They brought Alex Telles. Next thing we see Luke Shaw moving like what they call it, Roberto Carlos, moving mad with outside foot and all of that. And I'm just like, there's if if you're watching a United game. And Luke Shaw is on the ball. You're confident. Like, that is what I... That is, and I'm glad he's growing into this. And speaking of Luke Shaw, his time with Mourinho proved a lot that 
he, that like like man management is an is a is a good thing. Man management is important, and the way Luke Shaw was treated by Mourinho, the amount of stories you read about insulting. You know, we talk about how he was talking about him in the media, but if you hear the stories, shout out to the Athletic, basically go read that. But if you hear the stories of there's more to how he was treated by Mourinho, and it's so good to see Luke Shaw like hit hit form, be more fit. Remember that he also broke his leg. He's the most exp- it was at the point it was the most expressive teenager in England, so we knew that we knew that he had the talent and everything. And it's so good to see him. It's actually for me, I don't think anybody has come close to him as the best left hand in the league. Let's like in terms of performance. If you watch Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw drops masterclass week in week out. Like I am so assured of him in anything. But yeah, flowers to Luke Shaw and everything. Then I go to my guy Paul Popper. Oh yeah, Paul Pogba. I actually love him so much. I won't lie to anybody that I'm not. I've been a Pogba stan. I've been a Pogba stan since UV and everything. And like Paul has always been my favorite player. And it's so hard. It's so. It's. I was very critical, especially after that Arsenal game. I just didn't know what happened to Pogba. I just didn't know what what the issue with him was. Like why was he not? I knew the Pogba was a bit more pressure system, but it was easy to get him off the ball. It was easy to just like Pogba's performances at the beginning of the season, around like when the season started, around October, September, October, everything. I was just so critical for him, and after that Arsenal game, I was just like, I can't back you anymore. But you know, if you like, like I said, I'll raise my hand whenever I'm wrong. I was wrong about him. Like Paul is still class. Paul is still world class. Like he actually was suffering from COVID and fitness issues, all of that. And Paul has proved again that this that I am that guy. Like he has arguably been like especially towards December and now he's been my he's been arguably been my United's best player. I can't remember the last time Paul really dropped a disaster class like that. I can't remember that. Like even the game against Sheffield, he was one of the people creating and all of that. Paul has genuinely been so consistent and it comes with the price of not having too much weight on his shoulders. Paul Pogba has been fantastic this season. And everyone tries to say, oh, like, why is he now and everything? Obviously, Paul is very inconsistent. But the problem with people is that they don't understand that my United bought Paul Pogba thinking he was going to be a savior of the club. But Paul Pogba has never been like that. We're coming about talking about a 23-year-old coming to, like, coming to save Manchester United, a team that is on the, a team that was on the ground and everything. And with Paul has never been that player. Paul needs pieces. Everyone was like, you need... Like, like I will never forget what Dave said once, Santan Dave. He said, you can have the best pianist in the world, but if you don't have a good drummer, if you don't have a good... Um, what do you call it? A, a good... A, a good saxophonist. If you don't have better, other good... Mem- um, what do you call it? Other good team members. It's not going to work out. And that's, that's been my issue with the criticism of Paul. Paul has came into an inconsistent team. He too has been inconsistent. He has had issues and everything, but he felt the weight on his shoulders. And I'm glad that, you know, having Bruno, having Rashford, having other players around you helps a lot. And hopefully, I think he stays, like, especially with what he came out today to talk about Mourinho. I am so happy he showed Mourinho because that is that that, that is what I wanted because everyone came in and lamented about 
everyone came in and was just lamenting that Paul is a virus and everything. And I'm glad he spoke out for himself because what Mourinho did to him is what they call bullying. It's called gaslighting. And I will say it again, Mourinho bullied and gaslighted Paul Pogba. And Mourinho is saying that he doesn't care. But literally, I'm glad Paul has come out because that was the moment when Mourinho spoke about Paul like that. That was when Mourinho, that's when everything changed for Paul. Everything, everyone was talking about him, issues and everything. Obviously, his price tag also played a fee. And also with the issue with Minoraiola, which honestly, like, Minoraiola coming out and saying that at the at the middle of the season, like, especially when it was a game, was a day before our game, like, it was not good. But again, I would say it's credit to Oli Gunnar for handling it because I would never have or have thought of Oli handling that situation in such a way that we came out from it so much better in which everybody like everybody like every party involved just we just moved on from it like it did not happen he did not mention anything he said paul is our player and i have to like i said oligono Sosha is not a PE teacher that I, I like he's a man manager he knows he knows how to handle himself honestly and i give him credit although i still don't think he's that manager to take us to that next level but he credit to him where he's done his work honestly like oli is doing a job that I genuinely like, like, especially with the way he handled Minerella with the Pogba issue. Kept everything in-house. No shouting, no nothing. Just moved on with it. And after immediately handled that situation, that's when we started seeing Paul again. And it's just like he hugs and, held, and holds players to this thing. Although you might be doing shit, but you hold you down. And that's a man manager, honestly. And now I'm going to give, like, Oli... Although he fell out from Champions League was bad. Like, that was bad. That was inherently bad. Like, you should not be losing out to in Istanbul and be playing. We should be in the Champions League. Like I said, this season is okay because we can see signs of progress. But also, we shouldn't be in the Champions League. Nobody wants to be hearing, oh, oh. Nobody wants to be hearing that. Like, nobody wants to be hearing that. Give me a Champions, give me a Champions League, bro. Like, but... Credit where it's due. Oli should Oli they should have done well, they should have done better. And I still I still want I still I still don't think he's gonna win us like the Premier League and everything because like it takes a lot, but eventually, like I said, my United aren't far away. Give me four give my United four players. This is my only situation. Give my United four players a DM. Please, we've been crying out for DM. Nobody wants to be seeing McFred, bro. Nobody wants to be seeing McTominay and Fred. McTominay and Fred are two players doing the job of one, which never makes sense to me. Imagine if I have a good DM, a deep line playmaker, someone who is doing the job of, of sweeping, protecting the back line and everything, and also progressing the play. McTominay and Fred are two players doing the job of one and, and of one player, honestly. And I wish we could just, like, just get me a DM and I know my United are halfway done with their problems. Then get me a right winger. Get me a right winger. Jaden Sancho, Jaden Sancho, Jaden Sancho. Dortmund, you, you guys aren't going to qualify for Champions League. And this is the thing. Dortmund, I, Dortmund are... are, are <laughs> I'm, so, I'm laughing at them because they did not give Sancho. Sancho was a... They were giving Sancho a price of 180 million. Now look at what is happening to them. They will probably sell him for probably 70 million, or 70 million euros. Or 70 to 75 million euros. Because why? They need the money. They're going to do a sale on that club. But yeah... I, I'm I'm a bit bitter, but yeah. If you don't get Sancho, like I said, the other players in the league, although Pedro Neto is out for six months, I'd have really loved him as well in United. Then Rafinha in Leeds, honestly. 
he is better than Daniel James. And let's see if they want Daniel James because I think Bielsa really wants Daniel James. So I don't see a problem there in getting Rafinha as well too. Then get a striker. I don't think we need a Haaland or a Kane. But I would love Kane, honestly. But Daniel Levy is, is, is not someone you want to negotiate with. Wondering if Daniel Levy is asking for you to, to come to the table, you're probably going to drop like 120 mil. So we can't just go and just say one Kane, then Haaland, Minorella issues and everything. And sometimes I just think, even with Pogba, I think Pogba might sign a new contract. I don't know why, because... The way he's just been, like, nobody really wants Pogba in this market and everything and because of the asking price. So, I don't know. If Pogba goes, that's fine. If he doesn't go, that's that, that's amazing. Like, you just need to add the pieces around him. Then you get a centre-back. A striker, I don't know. Haaland, yeah, would be the dream. But you can go for other smaller strikers. You just need an out-and-out striker and just develop him. There's still very, very young ones around. I don't know why I still try to... I, I have this idea of Musa Dembele from Lyon, who is on loan to Atletico Madrid. I don't know why I still have that idea about him, but if he's still available, I, I think just even Belotti too. Belotti is on his last year of contract. You can try and do something. It, it's all about smart buys. You don't... Obviously, to win the league, you, you need something like that, but honestly, if you can develop him and put it, and you know that he's also a good strike, good... Like, he, he can strike the ball and create enough, that's fine. So, yeah, a DM, CB as well too. There's Varane for 60 million. I know it's a dream as well too, but I think also then there's Jules Kunde. I just I there's so much so many options we can actually go for a DM, for a striker, for a CB, and for a right winger. We just need to scout. And I think my United are on the upward rise. My United have a potential future. Like my United are in the best place for Alex. They are so much closer to winning the title than any other year. And it all comes down to Oligan Social. I won't lie to you. I won't have weaknesses. I'm expecting us to be in the Europa Conference League. But now we're, we, we're, like, we are preparing for the Champions League in April. Not on the last day of season. Which is so, so amazing to believe. But yeah, Manchester United, I see them. Hopefully, we can win the Europa League as well too. <laughs> Hopefully. But let's see what happens. Okay. I guess that will conclude the episode. Yep, that will be just my time. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Communicado Official. We are, um, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Manchester United episode of the 70 minute mark. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, um, on our YouTube channel. Make sure to, um, rate on Apple on all our podcast platforms. Leave comments on our social media. All info again is available in the bio, in the link in the bio, in the link in the, um, description and just, Yeah. More episodes are coming for you tomorrow. We discuss Mr. Bread is Bread. Cheese is cheese. In Tottenham Hotspur. And I have a lot to say because trauma is speaking. So yeah, thank you guys for listening once again. See you tomorrow as we speak on Mr. Daniel Levy's Tottenham Hotspur. Bye.